Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Everyone, welcome to 48. All right, we are ready to get started. I'm super excited, you guys. We're going to have our membership openings very, very soon. And I'm really excited just to be able to provide those resources and services and to connect with you all, you know, in a better, like more efficient way and just a little deeper and to really have some great resources for you and services. Anyways, as we're getting near, so um, as this podcast is being recorded, we're getting super near to the end of the year of 2018 but really this podcast is it can be like you can take these action items at any time of the year um but it is a little timely now to start reflecting on your year and to get ready for 2019 to really move you into a place where you can get you know and more funding and just be more competitive for funding because it's really about how you get things set up and honestly guys sometimes you don't need a million grants sometimes you just need to look at what can you create what kind of products and services can you create and what other things that are in kind can you tap into so that's what we're going to be talking about today so let's go ahead and first talk about how your nonprofit can get some money all right different ways to get money and according to the urban institute Well, this is back in 2013, but I think it's, I'm not sure what the stats are today is I don't see them updated yet, but I think it might be more so now because of just how it's, you know, getting a little more challenging in some areas for grants, but uh, it, it may not always be like that. So we don't know, but right now they were saying in 2013, 72% of charitable organizations earned money right? So it's important then to say, how are they earning money? How do they do that? How do nonprofits do that? Are they able to do that? They're nonprofits, right? I don't know. (laughs) Yes, as a nonprofit, you are able to sell products, to sell services, and to make money. You are a business. As long as it relates back to your mission, as long as it's not like super far off into the left field somewhere where it has no connection, (laughs) right? It has to make sense. And you do have to report your income. And you can, I will definitely put some, let's see, some links on the website. So definitely go to the show notes so you can see the links. That gives you a little bit more information on how you're supposed to report. I'm not a CPA, I'm not an accountant, and I am not a lawyer, all right? But I am a nonprofit specialist. And you can definitely, I know for a fact, you can make some money because it doesn't mean that you don't make profit. It means a profit you make, you put back into your organization. That's exactly, it's not that you put it in your pocket, you put it into your organization. You need money 
to exist, right? You need money to reach your target demographic. That's why there's grants out there. Grants are money, right? <laughs> there's there, That's why you do fundraising. You fundraise, you know, for money. So you definitely need money to run your organization. So if there's ways that you can create money, then go for it. So let's kind of look at some ways. How do you create money for your organization? Well, I want you guys to kind of think of yourselves as a business because you are. So there's definitely, yes, let's talk about some four things. Four things that about how to get money for your organization. Products, services, so that would be more of earned income. And then you can also write grants, so grants are still definitely there, and do fundraising and have donations, right? So receive donations. I want you to think about how much money you got from each of those categories last year, or in 2018, or you could even go back to 2017 at this point in time. I want you to think about that. So for all your products, if you sold products, how much money did you make from those? If you sold services, how much money did you make? If you got grants, how much money did you get from them and for what? And fundraising, the same thing. How much did you make? What did you do? And we're gonna break down this a little bit more and then we're gonna look at next year. Okay, so how much money, let's first think about this and you don't have to answer this yet, but how much money do you project for each of those categories for the next year. So right now we are at the cusp of coming into 2019. I know some of you may not feel like it, but as soon as Halloween hits, it's Thanksgiving, and then it's Christmas, and then it's New Year's. <laughs> like It just happens so quickly. So um, yeah, so what about next year? Let's start planning already. Maybe there's some new products, maybe it's new services that you can look at developing. Obviously there's gonna be a whole new land of grants, the grant cycle monies, right? New fundraisers to do. So what are you gonna do? So I want you to start thinking about that, but we're gonna break it down into actionable items throughout this podcast. So examples of products. Let's talk about products first. What kind of products can I even make, Holly? Like, what are you talking about products and nonprofits and doing products? That's a, that's a tongue twister. Nonprofits making products. Okay, so here's some great ideas. So if you have a thrift store, are you selling goods? Are you selling clothes? Are you selling picture frames like what are you selling if you have a coffee shop are you selling coffee <laughs> do you maybe you just sell coffee beans like that's actually rated as a really good income generator for nonprofits that's selling coffee beans um what about books do you create any books do you publish any books and sell them what about t-shirts are you you know you could totally make t-shirts maybe put your logo or make your slogans on these t-shirts and sell those or in hats or in any kind of swag right shoes or actually as it's called merch because it's not going to be free I just was <laughs> got educated that the other day. Swag is what you put all your logos on and you give away for free. And merch is what you put all your logos on and you, you uh, charge for. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the difference. Okay, shoes. There's a shoe thing. I was looking online. This is so cool. You can actually collect you gently use shoes and then there's this organization that will buy them yes at a very minimal cost but they'll still buy them from you and then they'll they'll give them away at like some crazy discounted price or even for free maybe i don't i didn't recall but um it's really cool to people that need them like it's really neat coupon books the old coupon books who knows how long that's gonna last for but they're still out there and they're still doing well cookies are you selling cookies like the girl scouts make a killing on cookies but you know are you making brownies are you making there's chocolate 
whatever, holiday cards, Christmas cards, Thanksgiving cards, Valentine cards, you know, or is there something that you can do? Any kind of product that is a tangible product that you can sell, all right? And this could also provide workforce training for your beneficiaries if you're providing that. Um, it could give them a good way to express their art, maybe their kids, and they're creating like these cool cards or something or these calendars, and you can sell them that way and then put the monies back into the program. Like there's so many different ways that you can make money by creating these products and it might not be a whole lot but it might provide a lot of value and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit okay so i want you to think about what products did your nonprofit sell last year if you sold any which ones sold the best all right which were like hotcakes what is the easiest product your nonprofit can sell next year so i want you guys to think about money what made the most right i want you to think about value what provided the most value to their, your organization. And I also want you to think about time. What took the least amount of time? So if you always keep those things, so when you look at these, what products did your nonprofit sell last year? Well, you know, we sold jewelry and we, it, you know, it took us, it took us an okay amount of time, not too much. It took us maybe a hundred hours, but it provided our beneficiaries with workforce training because they were looping the pendants that has our logo on it or whatnot through the chains and it provided, and then they were packaging and they were marketing. So it was like this really cool process that was integrated into what we do. And then we were able to, maybe we, would buy each of the chain and the pendant and all of that for $5 per necklace, but we sold it for 15 or $20. So our profit margin was pretty good. So actually it was really valuable. So as far as money, it, it made good money. And say if you sold a thousand of those, that made actually pretty good money, right? It took us a good amount of time, but it provided a lot of, all right? So always when you're looking at those things, I want you guys to think money, time, value. So as you go through your products that you made last year, I want you to put down money, time, value after each one of those. And I want you to go ahead and come up, was it what we want to you know continue now now look the next question is do you want to continue this for next year yes or no because it might be a no some of you may be making these products year after year and you're losing money on them or you may be making an okay amount of money but it provides no value for your organization and it takes so much time so you're not able to break away and to refocus on what would work better because you're stuck in, oh, this is making money. But really it's not providing value and it's not giving you the time to focus on something that would be more productive for your organization. So these are things I want you guys to consider, okay? All right, so we're also gonna look at services. All right, so services are something you can also make money at. Now, some of the services that you can make money are your expertise. Now, what do I mean by that? All of you nonprofits out there are experts in certain areas because you're filling a gap, right? So you might be a, a you know an expert in suicide prevention for youth. Like you may be an expert in providing housing services for veterans. You may be an expert in then all the needs that are associated with veterans because you work with them every single day, right? So think about what your expertise is and go back to what is the niche and the gap that you are filling. Because once you know what that is, what problem are you solving, right? 
you are definitely an expert. You've probably taken a million courses, gone to a million conferences, and a lot of other things and have a passion for it or have personal experience with it. Maybe somebody in your family is a veteran, right? Because that's why you started the nonprofit. So don't don't think I'm not an expert in this, Holly. You are. I bet you are. So um, I want you to think of how can you leverage your expertise as a service? Okay, so how can you then, maybe you're going to provide suicide training. So you've went to all of these trainings yourself, and you've also gone to train the trainer, right, trainings. So you have that certification. So now you can go out and you can charge people to take that course. Maybe you can go to the Department of Education, and you can charge um, the government or the state government, right, or your county or district a certain vendor price to provide suicide prevention training to those teachers or, you know, to government workers or whatnot. So I want you to think about what is your expertise and then turn it into services that you can provide. And make sure that you do the research to say, okay, we're only going to charge $10 or whatever, right? Because we're a nonprofit. No, see what people out there that have it as a business are charging. And if you have the exact same expertise and um, background and everything, you can charge the same to these other places. Maybe you just charge a little bit less, but you don't have to because the thing is, is that you're not a for-profit business. You could go up and say, yeah, we change it. We charge the same, but everything goes back into our organization and it funds these amazing projects for these youth. It's not going into our pockets, right? So you might get a lot of people then coming to you because of that because they want to feel like they're giving value to right so that's something that I really want you guys to think about what you can do the other thing too is you might charge tuition to your beneficiaries so maybe it's it is a small amount of maybe it's not the hundred dollars per hour or whatnot maybe it's only fifteen dollars but it's something right to offset you have like a sliding scale right so it's not the full amount that's a market value but at least it's something and sometimes that's okay to charge something <laughs> to your beneficiaries like they may be middle income they may be middle income or even low to moderate but if they're going to charge ten dollars for like something that's usually cost 100 or 150 they're going to show up they're putting something in right so they're investing a lot of times if i give out totally pro bono services and they're free i don't have people show up <laughs> like it's kind of crazy but if i just charge them something they show up right so that's something to think about as well and of course a fee for service that's what we're talking about so yeah think about what your expertise is what you're already doing what are some services that you already provide if you provide services and then of course what could you do what could you expand on so as you think of this what services did your nonprofit sell last year which one sold the best and go back to that money time value way to look at it what is the easiest to reach service or the lowest hanging fruit that your nonprofit can do next year all right so look at what what do we do last year what had the best money value time and what do we want to leverage next year so just maybe pick one or two things and say we're just going to focus on those and how can we market even better you know what what are some ways that we can look at this so i want you to think of that with your products too how can we market this better every single day what is a new thing that we can do and only focus on like your number one low hanging fruit for products and services 
or maybe the first couple, right? And But just focus every single day. What can we do better? What are our analytics? What's our data? How many are we selling? How are we doing? Where else can we put it on a different social media platform? Can we you know, talk to the departments of education or other departments that are out there? Uh, can we talk to an influencer? You know, What are some new ideas to market, to sell this thing, to reach, and to provide more more value. Okay, moving on to grants. Of course, grants may be a part of your major funding for your nonprofit. So I want you guys to think about what was the grant, you know, what were the grants that we got last year or within this year even, right? Were they federal foundation were they federal or foundation grants or state contracts maybe? And then what was the name of the grant program that we called it, right? What was that name. And then how much how much money did you actually get? How much was awarded? And what service did it provide or what, what did it do? So say if you had a grant, uh, it was Awesome Grant from the Awesome Foundation, you named your project Awesome Youth Project, <laughs> you got $25,000 from them. And the service that it provided was youth tuition, basketballs, and uniforms. And the process, what was the process? We, we submitted online. Was there a point of contact? No, right? You just had to do it all online. So list every single grant. You really want to keep track of what did we actually get. And what we're doing is we're reflecting and we're preparing, guys. So we're reflecting from this year and then we're preparing for 2019. So as you prepare for 2019, I want you to make out the same kind of chart, right? And you can definitely get this on the show notes on the website, grantwritingandfunding.com. And I'll have more of these things in the membership. So I'm super excited about that. All right. So for next year, you're going to write the same thing. What was the grant name though that you want to go after, right? Is it federal foundation or state? What is the project name that you're going to come up with? You may not know at this time. So you might just leave that, just say NA, or you can just brainstorm something. How much are you going to request? What is the service you're going to request the money for? What is the process? Is there a point of contact where you previously funded under that grant? And what is the deadline? Now, deadlines for federal grants might be a little wonky. and But a lot of times, and you can go on grants.gov to look for federal grants, a lot of times they're gonna have projected deadlines, but you may need to look every couple of weeks and to see if there's something new published. But a lot of times they're gonna have budgets kind of allocated and set aside, not necessarily released yet. So they'll have estimated dates, but it's good for you just to kind of get an idea for the year. So maybe you're gonna reapply for some of the same ones you did last year and you kind of remember, <laughs> like you remember when they were due. So you can kind of put that same time frame. but definitely check a couple months before and say, okay, did they change? the release on this, that sort of thing. Foundations are a little easier. They usually have, you know, it'll say rolling applications. That means they take them anytime. Or a lot of times they'll say they already know when they take their applications. And that's usually around when their board meetings are. And they'll have that published. So they'll say every February we take applications in every July, something like that. So it's a little bit easier to plan for foundations. State contracts, it's a little bit like federal. So you want to look, you want to make sure when you know it's kind of released around that time. But you can at least get an outline and get something in your mind so you know for 2019 how you need to plan and prepare. Okay, and moving on to the last part of this podcast, we're talking about found fundraising and donations. So definitely think like fundraising, like what are those? What have we done? And you might be the most familiar with this section actually, right? 
So did you do concerts, galas, art exhibits, raffles, website buttons for your donations, 5Ks, crowdfunding, you know, gift wrapping, all of these kind of things, car washes. So what are the types of fundraising that you did last year within 2018? And what are the things that you want to do next year? All right. And once again, you want to ask yourself what pulled in the most money, what took the least amount of time, and what brought in the most value? So something you may actually expand on for next year, it may not have brought the most money in this year, but if it brought cash in and it took like zero time and it provided a chunk load of value, I would say concentrate on that thing like no other. <laughs> like Go to town and how can you market that and how can you make that work? Because those are the things that are beautiful and will end up raising actually the most money um, if they provide the most value and take the least amount of time. Now you may increase your time on that because you're going to be thinking about it every day and coming up with ways. But if you can really increase the 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 amount, the monetary amount on that while keeping the value high and eventually reduce the amount of time, then it's amazing and it's brilliant. So think of each of those things. So something might've brought in some money like a gala. It might've brought in a good chunk, like $35,000 or something. But if it took like six months and it took way too much of your time and like a hundred volunteers and you just got nothing else done and you know you can make more money than that by concentrating on other things, then those are things that you need to look at. So it's definitely a time to cut your darlings, you know, cut those things that may look good on the outside. But once you start evaluating that whole little, you know, questionnaire of time, money and value, then you're really going to assess, okay, what do we need to prepare for next year? All right, guys, so that's it. So as we wrap up your monetary, your monetary resources, um, you want to think of what types of monetary resources did your nonprofit receive last year? What are the projected types of monetary resources for next year? Will your estimated monetary resources fund your nonprofit's budget needs? That's a good question. And um, do they, which monetary resources bring the most money in, which monetary resources bring in the most value, and which monetary resources take the least amount of time. So look at your lowest hanging fruit and then just leverage, leverage, leverage. Remember every day you guys think of a new way to market, a new way to bring it in, but just look at one, you know, one product, one service. Uh, you can look at more than one grant, but look at the main ones that you know are really going to be more competitive for your organization. Same with fundraising. You might only do like one or two for 2019, you know, like, so really think of what is the best way to bring in money. Um, I mean, you can do other things, but if you focus most of your time on those lowest hanging fruits, on the one that you know is going to bring in the most value and take the least amount of time, then please focus on that. And definitely let me know how this has helped you just to kind of get prepared for 2019. All right, guys, as always, you can uh, send me an email, hollywego at gmail.com. I'm loving your questions. I'm getting a lot of questions lately and just loving the interaction and to see all the different uh, nonprofits. Just, man, you guys are amazing. I love all the stuff you guys are doing. And as just a plug, I have a great nonprofit coming in next week on the podcast. Super excited about it. Dylan Mary, he's super awesome. And he's doing a lot of work for Fearless, Fearless Girls in Columbia. And this guy, man, he's opening, he just opened a nonprofit in the United States in a very interesting 
way. So if you're having some challenges with that, please listen to our podcast next week and you will kind of see maybe a new idea, innovative idea of how to do that and to really save you tons of time, tons and save you tons of money and to do it efficiently and get it off the ground super quick, like immediately. It was amazing. Anyways, um, I'll talk to you guys soon. That's right. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's show. As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the grant writing and funding podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.